1: Your Faithful Giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message.
2: I'm in my year of jubilee. I'm expecting celebration, emancipation and restoration every day in jesus name amen so god we're open and we are ready speak lord come on i need you to tell him say speak lord say i'm ready to hear and i'm ready to do in jesus name can you clap your hands like you're expecting to hear from god can you clap your hands like he's about to direct your steps can you clap your hands like he's into the details of your life Can you clap your hands like things are about to get real good for you? And it ain't that it's bad now, but it's about to get even better. Can you clap your hands like God's about to answer your prayers? Hallelujah. Do me a favor. Look to the person on your left and your right and encourage them. Say, don't panic. Tell them, say, I'm so serious. Don't panic. Just pivot. Come on, let's go to work. Grab a seat. This is the last Two messages this morning in Denver and tonight in Atlanta. These are the last two messages in our series, The God of the Details. All month, I've been teaching you from Psalm 37, 23. And it says, the Lord directs the steps of the godly, and he delights in every detail of their lives. Because he directs your steps, he doesn't have to discuss them with you because they're directives, not requests. the faster you learn to obey the directive, the faster you will see the results from the directive. I pray that you would not, watch me, I pray that you would not have delayed obedience Because delayed obedience is total disobedience. When he says jump, you're going to say how high and when as you jump him. Because I don't need all of the details to follow the instruction. I pray that God would increase your obedience because you will, watch me, you're about to prosper at the speed of your obedience. He's about to release opportunity at the speed of your obedience. And just as quick as you obey, that's as quick as you're going to see it manifest in your life. This is the Lord directs the steps of the godly and he delights in every single detail of their lives. In the last two messages I've been teaching you that God often puts what we need in valleys. Say he put it in a valley. Now, in Ezekiel 37 and 1, it says that the hand of the Lord was upon me. And I talked to you this on Wednesday, that just because you're in a low place doesn't mean that God left you. In fact, it was God that directed Ezekiel's steps to a valley. If you look at Ezekiel 37 and 1, it says, and he set me down in the middle of the valley and it was full of bones. And I asked you this question on Wednesday. What do you do when God sets you down in a place, watch me, that you don't want to be in in the first place? He said, Ezekiel, in the middle of a valley, which means God will put you in the middle of a mess, in the middle of a challenge, in the middle of a situation, and you'll ask yourself, how did I get here? And even more crazy, how am I in the middle of it? But being in the middle of it is actually good news because it means I'm the same distance from the beginning of the valley as I am to the end of the valley. Pay attention, which means God didn't direct your steps to the beginning of a valley someday. He directed your steps to the middle of a valley, which means you don't have that much more to go. I'll say it to some that's got faith. Your valley is just about over. I wish there was somebody in this building or online that could just lift one of your hands and say, this valley is almost over. But watch me, there's value in every single valley. There's value in every single valley. So the question is, what's a valley? It's a low area of land. Pay attention because it's about to get good. See, when you're cooking And even though I can't cook, I like watching cooking shows, and I know a lot of people that can't cook. And here's what they tell me. They tell me that when the meat is good, it makes its own gravy. And this message is about to make its own gravy. Watch me. What's a valley? It's a low area of land. Pay attention, which means this is not this way all the time. It's between hills or mountains, which means this is natural, and it's only an in-between. You miss your first two shouts, so I'm going to back it up so you can get it. It's a low area of land. Watch me. All the land ain't low, which means for some of you, stop thinking that your life is always going to be a valley because it's not. This area is just a valley. Talk. This situation is just a valley. This week was just a valley. That job was just a valley. That relationship, that was just a valley, but everything is not a valley. It's a low area of land, between hills or mountains, which means this thing is natural. Say it's natural. It's natural. This only occurs because there's two mountains. So here's how it works. There's one mountain, and then there's a valley in between. There's another mountain, which means you go through valleys in between victories. And this is what's crazy about it because you will think it's not natural because you think you're supposed to stay on the mountain the whole time. Hmm. You will think that you're supposed to stay high all the time, but you will never appreciate high unless you experience some low. You will never value high unless you go through some low. Let's be honest. You will never value what you have until you had days where you didn't have it. I want to preach to somebody. You'll never value what God does for you until you have some days where you were wishing that he'd do something for you. So valleys will teach you to value what you have. And a valley is natural. Say it's natural. Stop thinking something's wrong with you. What did I do? What did I do wrong? What's wrong? Nothing's wrong. This is natural. This is a natural course of your life. It's a natural course of your development. And it's only, watch me, in between. And for some of y'all, your valley is just your in between. You just in between breakthroughs. You just in between uh, answers. You just in between blessings. You just in between great victory. If it's one mountain I'm coming from and another mountain that I'm headed to, a valley is not actually something to be sad about. A valley is actually something to shout about because this means I'm on my way to my next victory. I'm gonna shout my own self. I'm on my way to my next victory, which means if I'm in a valley right now, I know what comes next. I've seen the end of this movie. I know what's about to happen. Any minute now, I'm about to step to my next victory. Would you touch two people and say, your next victory's coming. Your next victory's coming. Let's go. A valley typically has a river Or a stream flowing through it. And so what does a river represent? A river represents streaming or flowing water. Well, water in the scripture represents the spirit. Pay attention. God will let you go to a valley so that it will increase your spirituality. He will let you go to a valley to get you in a flow. I'll back it up and say it again. He will let you go to a valley to get you into a flow because there's typically water that runs through a valley. There's typically water or a river that flows through a valley. Uh, The scripture says this, I'll make ways out of no ways, rivers in the desert. Scripture says out of your belly will flow rivers of living water, which means God says sometimes to get you at your best, I have to take you through the worst. I only going to talk. I'll preach my own self. Happy. Sometimes God says to really get you flowing in your anointing, I got to take you through something that's annoying to really get you to figure out where you're gifted. I got to take you through a period of time where you're afflicted to really get you doing what I created you to do. I got to put you in something that seems to only create mess for you. He says, I put you in a valley. Watch me. A valley is also a euphemism. It's a euphemism for a low place. And hear me, everybody goes through valleys. But you want to know something? Often we respond the wrong way in valleys. And here's what we do. We panic. But since I've been teaching you all month that God's in the details, from this day forward with every valley, you're not going to panic. You're just going to pivot. Okay. I need you to to tell yourself this. Say, don't panic. Just pivot. Just pivot. I need you, matter of fact, talk to yourself and say your name. Say, don't panic. Put your name right there. Say, just pivot. Okay, so, so so, here's the question. What is panic? What is panic? I got something for you. What is panic? What is panic? What is panic? What is, what is panic? Panic, if you look at the screen, it's an emotion. And while we have emotions, we are not our emotions. See, here's panic. Here's panic. Here's panic. Panic. Uh, panic. Panic is things were going great, things were going great, things were going good, everything was fine, everything was fine, everything was good, Every, I'm just going, what's this, you missed it, so I'll say it again, because see some of you all, you don't understand that it's a natural part of you being in your flow, okay, It's a natural part of you happening. See, you're going, you're going, you're doing it, you're doing it, you're going through it, everything's good. Listen, you just got your music going, everything is good, life is good, your your life is good, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, something pops out. Watch me. Panic, even though we have emotions, we aren't our emotions. Some of you keep identifying yourself by what you feel, but what you feel isn't a fact. You ready? I'm gonna teach this thing right through here. See, we are spirits, that's our subconscious mind. We have souls, that's our conscious mind, thoughts, will, and emotions, and we live in physical bodies. Now, pay attention. Emotions are our response to change, whether that change is positive or negative. You get some good news that's changed, you're smiling, you have happy emotions. You get some news that you don't think is good that's negative, you have negative emotions. It's your response to change, positive or negative, or losing control, which means you get emotional to try to gain control. And for some of you, your emotions, watch me, they have become a problem because they've become unproductive. Emotions aren't always a problem, but being led by unproductive emotions can be a problem. Look at Second Chronicles 28 and 22. He says, in the time of his distress, that's an emotion, he became yet more faithless to the Lord. Which means when he got stressed out, he started bailing out on God. And I need for some of you to hear me. You cannot let your emotions make you turn on the God that you need to get you through. You cannot let your anxiety, you cannot let panic turn you on the God that you need to get through this. Watch me. While I can't control the initial panic or the initial feeling that I experience from something, watch me. I can pivot. I need you to touch somebody close to you and say, you can pivot. You can pivot. You can't. You can't control the initial panic or feeling, but you so enough can pivot. I don't have to stay in this feeling. It made me feel sad initially, but I got to pivot because I ain't got time to walk around sad. I got too much living to do. And maybe stress you out, but I got to pivot. You're not going to be successful if you stay stuck in stress. Look at Acts 26 and 2. This is the Apostle Paul, and he is standing in chains in chains before a man named King Agrippa. And everybody basically thought that Paul should be sad because, look, Paul, you're doing God's will. You're doing what God created you to do, and here you are in these chains standing in front of King Agrippa. And Paul says these words, I think myself happy. In other words, here's the truth. I don't really feel happy, but I don't have to stay stuck in the initial feeling. I will pivot and think myself happy. I need some of y'all. Please make sure you sit next to a person of faith. Just put that foot out to the corner and say, pivot, baby, pivot, baby, pivot. At home, I just need to put that foot to the side. Pivot, pivot, pivot. I I was going this way, but I got to pivot. I got to go another direction because I don't have time to be sad. I don't have time to stay stressed out. I don't have time to stay stuck in these negative emotions. So the question is, where does panic come from? How do we get to panic? Uh, our word panic comes from this Greek mythological God. Here's the principle, which means it's not even real. Ah, panic is not even real. It's, I'm gonna say it again, panic is not even real. If you look on the screen, you'll see this image. Pan was this Greek mythological god that was half human, uh, half animal. He had the upper torso of a human. His bottom, uh, his bottom was like, uh, like an animal. And, and, and what's interesting is that any time he would appear in Greek mythology, he would cause terror, which means you saw something that made you act a certain way. But what happens if what you see you don't see properly? I'm going to preach my own self-happy. Whenever pain would appear in Greek mythology, frightened herds would run. Pay attention. When you panic, you will often run from what you should run to. I'm going to talk. When you panic, you will often run from what you should run to. See, watch me. David, while everybody else was panicking because Goliath was taunting them for 40 days and 40 nights, David ran to him. They panicked. David pivoted. I feel like preaching my own self-happy. Well, everybody else was saying we can't because they panicked, David pivoted. I need you to just move that right foot. Baby, move your right foot and just say pivot, pivot, pivot. I, I got a bust to move because I can't stay stuck. Watch me. They frightened herds would run. Here's what they would do when, you, when they would panic. They would trample over things. When you panic, you will trample over what you worked for when you panic you will trample over what you worked to earn when you panic watch me you will give up what it is that you prayed and fought to get when you panic you will trample over things uh, and you will destroy things watch me that when you look back you'll be like why did i act this way because watch me pan isn't real in the first place let me back it up and say it again Pan is a Greek mythological God, which means what I'm panicking about isn't even real. Okay, watch me. Panic isn't always sudden, right? You think of the -the jack-in-the-box, that thing just pop up as sudden. Watch me. But here's some panic. Some panic is, is, you know, it's sudden. Some panic is gradual. It's gradual. Can you hear it? It's gradual because you move slow anyhow. It's gradual. It's not always sudden. For years, you've been fearing something bad was gonna happen. For years, you've been fearing fearing that that you were gonna get bad news. Your your mama died from it, so for years you were you were concerned that it might get you. Your your grandma and them dealt with it. Your dad and daddy dealt with it. You, 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 for years you 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 were concerned. For years, for years, for years, you, you've been concerned. For years, this thing has been building up in you. For years, you felt like you weren't good enough, and at some point, somebody would figure out that you weren't. Judas, for years, you've been feeling like Jesus is going to find out that you've been stealing from him at any minute, and so at any moment. This thing has been building, and then bang. It builds, growing exponentially, and then bang. See, for some, you live in a perpetual place of panic because you fear something bad is about to happen at any moment. And you know why most people never live their dreams is because they live their fears. But you, you better come on in here. But that is not going to be your story. I need you to lift your hands and open your mouth in this building and online. Say, I will not live in panic. Come on, Sunday, say the with authority. Say, I will not live in panic. Say, I know what to do now. I'll pivot. There are five of y'all in this building to hop up with me. I'll pivot. I ain't stand over here in panic. I'll pivot. Come on, touch somebody close to you. Say, let's pivot together. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. So, so so the question is, the question is, what does it mean to pivot? What does it mean to pivot? To pivot, if we look at this, it means to listen carefully. It means to completely change the way you do, run, or manage something. It's quiet in this building and the line. It means to, look at me, it means to completely change the way you do something, the way you run something, or the way you manage something. Which means instead of panicking in your finances, you need to pivot, change the way you do your money Change the way you run your money. Change the way you manage your money. Y'all ain't going to send them? Instead of panicking in your marriage, change the way you do marriage. Change the way y'all run this thing and change the way you manage your emotions. in your. Y'all ain't going to talk. Pivot means I got to change and not just do it. Watch me a little differently. I have to completely change the way you do run or manage something, which means if God is in the details, I have to trust that there's no need in me panicking because this this scenario is designed to make me pivot. This is designed to make me pivot. Blockbuster wouldn't pivot, so they're no longer around. You better hear me. When Netflix came and offered themselves to Blockbuster and said, I think the amount was like $40 million. Uh, I think there was a uh, they laughed Netflix out of the room. Reed Hastings, the CEO of Netflix, they told him, "Then get out of here. Nobody's going to do DVDs. Ain't nobody going to do that. That's crazy. Everybody's going to come and get these VHSs, and everybody's going to come and get these DVDs until they didn't. Watch me. And when they wanted to pivot, it was too late. And for some of y'all, you better hear me. God has been allowing situations to happen in your life, and you couldn't change it because it was supposed to change how you do, run, or manage something. See, watch me, if I can't rebuke it, that means I'm supposed to get results from it. Y'all like to talk? It's designed to change, look at me, not the way they do something, because some of y'all, well, if they would just do this, uh uh-uh, this is about you, not them. It's got to change the way you do. See, for some of you, here's your pivot. I'm just simply not going to allow your opinion to offend me no more. Here's your pivot. I'm just simply not going to allow this situation to mess with me anymore. You completely change the way you do run or manage something. So let me show you this in Matthew chapter fourteen, where you can see panic in play. Jesus is um, Jesus is walking on water, and the Bible says that he circles around the boat. And as he circles around the boat, um, this is verse twenty-seven. Uh, immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, "Take heart." In other words, uh, get your mind together. Heart in scripture means mind. It is I. Do not. Be afraid. Fear and panic live together. They're roommates. Fear and panic live together. And they're dirty roommates, too. They don't clean up after themselves. They don't mop. They don't vacuum. That house is a mess. Okay? They're dirty, stinking roommates, too. Nobody washed them clothes. They dirty and they stink. In fact, this is what fear and panic look like. You're just skeletal remains left. Watch me. Where crows and ravens are eating off of your corpse. It is it is where you are totally, you're, you're, you totally are not what you should be because fear and panic have devoured you. And this is why some people, you're always tired because you live in fear and panic and you need to pivot. This is why some people, you're always stressed because you live in fear and panic. You need to pivot. This is why some people, you're always negative because this is you. You live in fear and panic and fear and panic eats off of you. But I need you to prophesy to somebody. We're almost done. Just touch them and say, this will not be the rest of your life. Oh, no, we're not living here. We're not living here. So, Matthew 14, 27. But immediately. Mm. And for some of y'all, watch me. You've been so used to being in panic, you don't even think it immediately is possible. But you sat next to the right one today. you streaming online with the right one today. Would you just touch him and say, immediately. But immediately, Jesus spoke to them saying, take heart. It is I. Do not be afraid. Verse 28. And Peter, watch this word. I feel like preaching this. And Peter answered him well he didn't ask a question he says take heart it is I." and peter answered him lord if it is you command me to come to you on not in the water he said command me to come to you now i'm gonna mess these shoes up but but you but you understand the point though <laughs> command me to come to you on the water you ready touch your name and say on the water in other words, if this is really you, let me do something I can't normally do, and let me do something I wouldn't normally expect. In other words, Peter puts his own faith out there because nobody made him ask that question. And for some of you, watch me. You're panicking about things that you want to do. You're panicking about things you prayed for. You're panicking about things you, you asked God to use you. Now he's using you. Why are you panicking? You said, God, I want to be the curse breaker. So now he's using you to break curses. Why are you panicking? You said you want to be debt free. So now you're going through the process to be debt free. Why are you panicking? Look at them and say, why are you panicking? Verse 29. He said, watch me, come. So Peter got out of the boat and he walked on the water and he came to Jesus. He did what? He got out of the boat, he walked on the water, and he came to Jesus. I want you to just step back for a moment, because Peter's a fisherman, so part of him had to expect that he was going to swim, but his request didn't say swim. His request said, let me come to you on the water, not in the water. So, so at a certain point, Peter's got to be like, oh my God, this is working. And for some of y'all, you know when you panic, when things seem like they're too good to be true. Yeah. You know when you panic? When there's nothing wrong and you're like, oh my God, I, something, something's, the devil's about to do something. No, nah, the devil's in the phone booth, threatening to do something. No, he's not. Maybe you've just been through enough hell so that God finally gave you a moment where you could get some rest from your enemies. I need you to touch somebody close to you, please, and just tell them, say, it's not too good to be true. It's really happening for you. YouTube, it's really happening for you. Facebook, it's really happening for you. It's okay for good news to come knock on your door. He's getting what he prayed for. He's getting what he asked for. And for some of you, you panic and you create a problem when there isn't one. I ain't got a call all day. What's going on? Maybe everything's fine. I ain't got an email all day. What's going on? Maybe everything's fine. Yeah. You ready? Come on, let's go. Uh, look, he g- got out of the boat, walked on the water, and came to Jesus. Verse 30. But when he listened to me carefully through here, but when he saw the wind, stop. How do you see wind? I see the effects of wind. If it's windy, a little jack-in-the-box is going blow. But how do you see wind? Which means, watch me, he got emotional, so he panicked. And for some of you all, you're seeing what's not there, and that's what's making you panic. I'm going to back it up and say it again, because you missed your opportunity to be convicted. So I'm going to give you another opportunity for the Holy Ghost to come get all of us right through here. You're panicking about something that's not even there. You're seeing what's not there. And when he saw the wind, how do you see wind? You can't see wind. You can see the effects of wind. And notice the Bible didn't say he saw the effects of wind. He saw wind. He's out on the water, so the only thing he would see is waves. Watch me. The only thing you would see is waves. And there were waves when you got out the boat. So why are you tripping that there's waves while you're walking on the water? You've already proven that you can survive the waves and walk on the water, so why are you tripping over what you've already beaten? (laughs) Why are you panicking over what you've already overcome? I wish you would be up in here panicking over something you've already been before. I wish you would be concerned about something. You've already been through a financial valley before. You ain't scared of that. You've already been through betrayal before. You ought not be scared of that. I wish you would. Translation, I wish you would is a southern colloquialism that means don't do it. Because some of you are like, what does it mean? I wish I would. No, I mean, don't do it, OK? But when he saw the wind. He panicked, he got emotional. And what happened? Who did I tell you? Panic his roommates with fear. And they dirty roommates. Dirty house, dirty dishes, dirty drawers, dirty sheets, dirty house. Nobody, nobody. It's just a dirty house. So what, what shows up? He was afraid. So his panic made him plunge. His panic made him plunge. Watch this. And beginning to sink. Question: How do you begin to sink? How do you begin to sink? You just fall in. How is it that you begin to sink? So let me break it down. Um, And it says, and beginning to sink. The word beginning in Greek, you ready for me? It means rehearsing. What's rehearsing? Rehearing. What is he rehearing? What he's been telling himself for years. You don't deserve good. Ain't nothing going to go good for you. Ain't nothing going to happen for you. You keep telling yourself the same stuff, even though you have proof that you're not in the same place you keep telling yourself the same stuff some of y'all still living like you struggling and you ain't been struggling for years but you keep telling yourself you might you might lose everything you know, or maybe you won't maybe your struggle days have finally come to their end maybe your days of weariness have finally come to their end maybe your days of depression and anxiety have finally come to their end i wish you touched your neighbor and say stop rehearsing that let's go let's go let's go he's rehearsing it So he begins to sink because of what he rehearses and rehearses means to rehear. What are you rehearing? What you've been telling yourself for years, Peter. How do we know Peter told himself? If we were to go further into the Bible, we discover that Jesus, after he has a great miracle on the boat, Jesus liked to teach Peter a lot on boats because he was a fisherman. God will often teach you your greatest lessons in your element he will often teach you your greatest lessons in your element right me um so so if you do music you'll often get your greatest lessons through music if you if you if you if you work in administration you often get your greatest lessons through something administrative so you like to teach peter lessons on boats because peter was a fisherman and god says i'm gonna make you fisher of men pay attention um if you remember there was a time where peter caught such a big catch I and mean, when they caught such a big catch. What did Peter do? He, he, the Bible says he jumped into the water and he said to the Lord, I don't deserve this. He said, I don't deserve this. And for some of you, you keep telling yourself negative things that have been with you since you were a child. So you keep rehearsing that. And because you rehearse that, every time God tries to do something good for you, panic sows up and panic ends up pu- uh, creating punishment. Panic ends up making you plunge. But I need you to prophesy to somebody, I only need five more minutes. Would you touch somebody close to you and just tell them, say, but that's not happening again? That's not happening again. Not happening again. Not happening again. When you get good news, this time it's gonna last. Come on here. Let's prophesy. When you get a blessing, this time it's going to last. And the blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow. Let's go. And beginning to sink. Sink means, listen to me, Linda. Let me throw my little foot up like the little dude did. Listen, Linda. Here's what it means. Because here's what you think. You think that he just began to sink into the water. That's not what it means. Sink in Greek, the language of the New Testament, means to throw yourself into the sea. Which means what Peter actually did is he panicked, then jumped into the water. Okay, you're not listening. I'm gonna back it up and say it again. See, you keep saying the devil, the devil, the devil. No, boo! You did this. But if you did it, guess what? There's some stuff you're about to undo. And there's some stuff that God's about to turn around. I'm only talking to 20 people in this building. I'm only talking to a few of y'all online where your panic made you plunge. But I dare you to pop up out your sheep, turn around one time like God's about to turn that thing. Come on, Denver. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Facebook. Say, he'll turn it for my good. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. He literally threw himself into the water. It's like you're in the water and you, you kind of struggling and you just fall in. But what's different is Peter wasn't struggling. Peter was doing fine, but panic made him think he wasn't going to do fine. You're not listening. Someone said again. He was doing fine, but panic made him think he wasn't. You're, can I encourage some of y'all? You've been doing great. You took a bad hand and you played the heaven, hell, and earth out that hand. And I need to tell somebody that God says to you, he is so proud of how you have persisted, of how you have progressed, but panic is making you think something's wrong when it's not. He threw himself into the sea. He threw himself into the sea. And then watch the last part. And then he, watch me, as he's... Throwing himself into the sea. Watch the crazy part of panic. You're the one doing this to yourself. Watch what he says. Lord, save me. Peter, just stop throwing yourself in the water. Here's what's crazy about panic you will ask God to save you, and really what he's got to save you from is you. Peter, the water's not drowning you. Okay, let me give you an example. Come here, come here. Let me get both of y'all. Come here. Let me give you an example. Let me show you. Let me show you this. Okay. Now, I want I want you to just just grab him. Come on, come on, Anthony. You come ahead. Now just grab him. All right. Now, t- okay. Now you just kind of struggle like you're trying to go. Okay, okay. You want know, to struggle like you're trying to get. Okay. So you're holding on to him, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're you're holding him. You're blocking him. You're stopping. Him, okay. Watch me. Okay. Okay. Watch me. That's real. Here's panic. Let him go. Okay. What are you struggling yeah. with? Yeah. What is the problem? Who, what? Why you do? What is all of this? He just won't let me go. He ain't got you. I I can't start the business. Why not? I can't move on. Why not? I can't find good friends. Why not? I can't move on. Why not? Ain't nobody stopping you. And I came to tell somebody on this last It's a fifth Sunday. Uh Uh-oh. I came to tell somebody on this fifth Sunday, ain't nothing stopping you now. I need you to touch somebody. Say, there's nothing stopping us. Nothing stopping us. Whatever I got to do, watch me do it. Whatever I got to make happen, watch me make it happen. The devil ain't stopping me. Your past ain't stopping you. Your haters ain't stopping you. You've been stopping yourself. Oh, but open your mouth, say, but ain't nothing gonna stop me now. Let's go. He cries out, Lord, save me, but but Peter, you need salvation from yourself. Cause you you did this to you. Look at me, verse 31. Jesus immediately, there it is again. Because for some of you, you coming out of panic today. Cause you've been living in this thing and watch me and watch me. You, you've been living like a Jack in the box. I'd say it another way cause it's a fifth Sunday, but I ain't going to say it. You've been living in this cycle of panic and panic has got you afraid of something that's not even real. It's not even real. I was in the post office the other day getting something because when I really want something, I'll go get it myself at the post office. I won't have, I won't have the others get it. I get it myself. And I really wanted something that was on the way and, um, because I really wanted it. I said, well, I'm from the this Post Office line. So while I was in the Post Office line, um, I, I was standing in line and the lady came in and the lady was talking and she was talking. She was just, you know, all this and this. And, and she said, and I'm just afraid. I said, of what? Well, you know, um, and she started listening to all this stuff. I said, what does that have to do with you? <laughs> I guess she wanted some sympathy from me, but, but she was gonna give us some truth from me. And see, for some of you watch me, living in panic gets you more attention. And you me, you're going to have to release your panic, but that also means that some people may not pay you the same attention that you're used to getting. So she said, I'm just afraid. And she says, well, and then she came up and she'd whispered to me, well, you know. Uh, and so she tell me all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't understand why you're panicking. And so she went through this whole thing, and, and she was talking. And I said, well, here's what I believe. I said, I believe that all things work together for my good. <laughs> Now now here's what's crazy. She was a Christian because because I had opened the door for somebody and the lady that she said, Wow, God bless you. She said, Yeah, yeah this is this is just about that nice and then i said, you know, so I was able to just you know, she's a Christian, okay? She's a Christian, but she was living in panic. Which means you can be saved and still live in panic. You can worship and still live in panic. Here she is living out her golden years, scared of something. I wish you would have been through all the hell you've been through, been through all of the storms you've been through, overcome all of And now you're scared and now you're panicking. The devil is a lie. I need you to touch your neighbor one more time. Say you will not live in panic. Verse 31. We got to go. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him saying, oh, you of little faith. Why did you doubt? Well, What is Jesus really saying? You didn't pivot, Peter. All you needed to do when you were walking on that water, when you started rehearsing that stuff, was pivot and say, wait a minute, but I'm walking. Wait a minute, but I'm winning. Wait a minute, but everybody else on the boat, I'm the only one out here. So I'm doing better, watch me. I'm I, I, Instead of comparing myself to them, I need to look at the progress I'm making apart from them. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Look, every step I take, the water's holding me up. Every step I take, the water's holding me up. I never thought this was going to work in the first place, but it's working. I never thought it was going to work in the first place, but it's working. You never thought you were going to get it, but you got it. You never thought it was going to happen, but it happened. You never thought it'd be as good as it is, but it is. He says, oh, you have little faith, why did you doubt? You didn't pivot. I need you to take that foot out one more time and just pivot with it. Just say, I got to pivot. I got to pivot. I got to pivot. Verse 32, here's your biggest shout of the morning. And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. What you were panicking over was about to be over. It was only temporary. I need you on your feet in this building and online. What you were panicking over is about to be over. Would you look at somebody and say, it was only temporary. It was only temporary. Don't panic. Just, 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 just pivot. That's about eyes closed in this building do No lie. Jesus looked at your lack of pivoting as a lack of faith. He said, you didn't change how you ran, managed, or did anything. You just panicked. Peter, I needed you to change how you saw it, change how you manage your emotions. Today, if you're in this building or online and you need to become a Christian, you need to make a pivot. You need to pivot towards God. Today's your day to pivot towards the Lord. He's not mad. He's not upset. He's not trying to beat you up or beat you down. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord. Or be sure on the count of three, you're going to slip your hand up in this building or online. One, two, three. Wherever you're at, slip that hand up in the building. Online, you do the hand with emoji. Just say it's me. Come on, put it up. Put it up so we can see you. No guilt. No condemnation. No shame. I got online ambassadors on every online platform watching. Everybody pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall or if I fail, give me the grace to get right back up again. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. You just prayed that prayer. Recommitted yourself to the Lord. Take your phone out. Scan that QR code on the screen. It takes Harvest to 55498. Some of you say, but you don't have a shepherd, and you know I'm your shepherd. You don't have to live in Denver or Atlanta. You can live anywhere across America and around the world and be a part of the Harvest family. We're a hyper church. The majority of Harvest has actually never been in a building. That blows my mind. But I'm so glad years ago we didn't panic. We pivoted. We pivoted. And we've seen God do amazing things. And if I'm your shepherd, he gives you shepherds after his own heart. Text HARVEST to 55498 or scan the QR code that's on the screen. Listen, if you came in late, you weren't able to give, I want you to get that ready. If you're going to sow the seal, I want you to get that ready. What does you mean, sow the seal? Listen, when a word speaks life into your life, you seal into that and you sow into that where's that in the bible first samuel chapter number nine when the man of god gave them instructions they sealed those instructions with the seed it's all throughout the bible but made clear there our seed today is 32 from matthew 14 and 32. matthew 14 and 32. what does that verse say it says and when they got into the boat the wind ceased in other words what i was panicking over is over what i was panicking over is over I'm sowing my seed using text to give. How can you do that? Text them out to 84321. Tap the link into Harvest Church. When you see the V, that's where you want to be. If you don't see that Harvest V, that ain't us. Look for that V. You can use Cash App, Dollar Sign, Bishop Foreman with the number 2. PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, GiveLify. All of that's available. The email is hello at harvestchurch.church. If you want to mail it in for my Harvesters that have checking accounts with checks and home phones, you can mail it in build box 441004 aurora colorado 844 I love you harvest thank you for your maturity and allowing uh, me the freedom to be able to do what we need to do because our assignment is bigger than a zip code it's bigger than one building it's bigger than one city thank you for being faithful thank you for being consistent thank you for not coming up with no mess but since there ain't no 1115 in the month of October, I wish you would. I've been faithful for 17 years. I wish you would, stars have mess with me. You have a faithful separate who's always been on his assignment, and now our assignment's getting bigger. What does that mean? That means thank you for your faithfulness, thank you for your consistency. And here's the truth, the word's working. Here's the truth, the word's working. And I appreciate you. I'm going to update you this week with what our schedule and everything is going to look like. We're going to do things slightly differently in the holidays. Because for 17 years, um, I have never missed a Sunday or a Wednesday. I'm like the Energizer Bunny. I've just been going and going and going and going. And so during the holidays, we're going to tweak just a couple of things. uh, And I'll update you on that in the coming days. You got your giving ready? I love you, Harvest. Don't forget, um, online, 9.15 today, 11.15, 115, 4 and 7. That's mountain time. And then don't forget tonight at 6 o'clock Eastern, uh, it was 4 o'clock Mountain, we'll be live um, there in Atlanta for our inter service there in Atlanta, 4479 South Atlanta Road Southeast. And right after that, we've got the Dream Team mixture with me for those that are gonna be serving in Atlanta. And then we got prayer tomorrow night at 7 o'clock Mountain, 9 o'clock Eastern. And daily pop-ups every day I'm pouring the word into you. Is it blessing you every, I mean every day. The pop-ups it's it's amazing. Um, literally, it, I started those just to I was trying to figure out the best time to go live, and the Holy Ghost said keep doing it. And then every time we go live, there's not been one time this year we've gone live somebody's not gotten saved. And He said keep going. I said yes, sir. Come on, lift your giving to the Lord in the building and online. Say I'm blessed to be a blessing. I will not panic i will pivot so i call this seed my pivot seed i will not panic i will not be afraid that's a dirty house i don't want to be in that's not where i live in jesus name amen. The bastards are passing here at Grape Street online. If you need to use a digital giving method, you can do that. Or even if you're in the building, you can use the handout that was there. Use one of the envelopes that's there in your seat or the seat pocket in front of you. Uh, or you can use one of the digital giving methods. I love you, Harvest. Can y'all just give me some air hugs? Just I love you. Thank you for your gifts and your love all this month. To celebrate my birthday and Pastor appreciation month, it means so much to me. Let's do it together. Love God, love people,
1: and love life. If you Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word DECISION to 55498 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you and our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences
0: are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V I A T O R 10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered JumbaCasino.com.
2: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
2: Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs>